You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, Episode 5, Overcoming Survivor's Guilt. Hi, how are you? How was your Thanksgiving? I just celebrated Thanksgiving with my family and with some of my friends, and I just really had such a beautiful time enjoying this beautiful weather that we get in Arizona. We spent time outdoors. We had enjoyable food, and it was just a lovely weekend for me, and I hope you had a lovely weekend as well. Um, Today, I really wanted to address this topic of survivor's guilt because this is a topic that comes up quite a bit when I'm working with clients on um, overcoming survivor's guilt and also with just people that I know who have experienced loss due to suicide. It's uh, something that is pretty known to be a problem for people who have lost loved ones to suicide because there is a lot of feelings and emotions surrounding responsibility and guilt and you know remorse and wishing that we could have done something different than we actually did to help stop the suicide. And I want to offer to you that I think it's important for each of us to recognize and understand that the past is the past and that no matter how many times we try to revisit past scenarios, past conversations, situations that we may have been in with our loved one who died, Um, It really doesn't change the outcome, okay? So going back is not really a great use of our emotional energy to continuously go back there um, when there's really nothing that we can do to change that loss, right? I see so many people just going back there and staying there and wishing that if they would have done something different or if they would have said the right thing, you know, there's an unlimited amount of, you know, rewrites of that past story that we wish we could do just for the slim chance or even the slight chance that it would have changed the outcome. But I want to offer you today that that does not serve you. It does not serve the person that you lost. And it does not serve your family members or the people that are currently in your lives today for you to continue to go back to that past. And I think it is very useful and helpful to understand that so that instead of being stuck there, you can move forward from where you are today. Okay. So with that said, I want to share with you 
my situation when I lost my sister to suicide. I was spending a lot of time in the past wondering if there was something that I could have done differently. And I spent quite a bit of time there because I was her older sister and because of our birth order and because she was younger than me, I did feel a sense of responsibility and almost some, there was almost took some like, what do you want to say? What do you want to call it? Kind of preconceived accountability, I guess. It was something that I grew up with understanding as an oldest child that I would be a leader, that I would be an example. And so with that and knowing that my sister still chose to die by suicide, I really did find myself feeling stuck in the past, wondering if there was something I could have done a little bit differently. So I decided that enough was enough because it wasn't getting me anywhere. I felt sad most of the time and felt a little bit stuck in my life and not feeling any motivation to do the things that I had loved before. For example, I was a big time runner. I loved, loved, loved to run. I trained for full marathons and half marathons and I started to lose my motivation to do that, which I never thought would happen. But because I was so stuck in those loops of feeling survivor's guilt and feeling guilty to do something that I really loved, I kind of remained a little bit stagnant and I wasn't feeling joy and, and peace and happiness in my life anymore because I was so, because I was really stuck in those past scenarios. Okay. So I finally was able to find the light at the end of the tunnel that I was able to dig myself out of this pit that I was digging myself into. And I wanted to share with you the steps that I used in order for me to get out of that scenario, out of that perspective. And hopefully you can take these tips and it will be super useful for you. So the first step I want you to do is to really look at your emotion that you're feeling, whether it be guilt, responsibility, shame, accountability, whatever it is, I want you to really look at it with a genuine, with genuine curiosity to really look at it from the outside in. Okay. Um, I want you to look at yourself as if you're not yourself and just look at that emotion of responsibility and guilt with just curiosity. Okay. And I also want you to do it without any type of judgment. It's really easy to judge yourself as you're looking at those emotions, but I want you to be careful not to do that because it's not going to really help you to understand and move forward. So the first step really is to just look at yourself with genuine curiosity and really understand and pinpoint the exact emotion you are feeling, whether it be guilt, whether it be responsibility, whether it will be accountability, whether it's shame. I want you to really look at that and just think about it from curiosity. The second step, once you have pinpointed the emotion that you're feeling is to start asking a question to yourself. And that question is why, why do you feel guilt? 
Why do you feel shame? Why do you feel responsible? Okay. So whatever emotion it is, is super, super powerful for you to just look at that emotion with genuine curiosity and then ask yourself why you feel that. A lot of times people are carrying this around and I especially see this in people that have lost a loved one to suicide, but they've never really stopped to analyze or even think about why they are feeling this emotion in the first place. They just think it's an automatic emotion and they're not really understanding where that's exactly coming from. So I think it's very critical that you really just ask yourself why you feel whatever emotion it is. And once you do come up with your answer, I want you to think about your answer and write it down. Okay, this helps you to be very clear on what it is that you're feeling and be able to process that emotion once you've got it figured out. Okay, now, once you have asked yourself why and you have figured out why it is that you feel that guilt, then I want you to ask yourself the question, is it true? Okay, now you might automatically think to yourself that of course it's true or else I wouldn't think of it but I want you to really think about it from a perspective of uh, in a court of law okay like if you were um, a defendant and you were in a court in front of a judge and a jury your attorney would really want to defend yourself right but the prosecuting attorney would really want to prove your guilt okay but the only way for a prosecuting attorney to prove your guilt is to be able to prove your guilt without reasonable doubt right okay so when you ask yourself why you feel guilt and you figure out the reason why okay then ask yourself is it true okay now it'll be really interesting for you because if you're looking at it from a judge or a jury's perspective in order to prove that it is true, you're going to have a very difficult time to really truly prove that whatever it is that you think is true, it would be hard to prove. Okay. Let me give you an example. So Carolyn, a sweet mother, lost her son at 18 years old. Okay. She felt a tremendous amount of guilt, okay? She looked at that guilt with genuine curiosity and understood that it was real guilt that she was feeling, and she asked herself why. And the answer that she came up with is that she should have known that her son was that depressed that he would do something like that, and that was her reason why. But when she asked herself, is it true, would she be able to necessarily prove the truth and validity of that response in a court of law, okay? It would be really difficult for her to prove because if, for example, her defense attorney might say, look, you know, they, you may say that you want to prove this from a reasonable doubt, but I happen to know other mothers who've also lost their sons at 18 years old and 
they knew about their son's depression and they knew that their son was feeling suicidal thoughts and they did do things that they could have, you know, tried to prevent it, yet their son still died by suicide. Okay, so the evidence that she was creating for herself that it was true actually was not true at all because it wouldn't be able to be proven in a court of law. Okay, now once you have figured out and have started with those first few steps, the first one to look at it from curiosity, the second one to ask yourself why, and the third one to ask yourself if, if it's true or not then you're ready to to decide if you want to hang on to that idea, to that thought, or if it's time to let it go, okay? This is a time when you really need to decide if hanging on to this thought is going to be useful for me, okay? I think you will find that hanging on to a thought that you have believed that is not even true cannot be useful, okay? So I highly recommending, recommend you to just let it go and not to consider it any further. Now, it might creep up again, which is okay, because thoughts tend to do that. But I want you to remind yourself of this process that you went through where you were able to ask yourself the questions from a perspective from that outside person in to understand that the reasons for your guilt was a reason that's not even true, okay? You'll have to probably remind yourself several times before your brain will finally get it. And that's okay. Okay. So you may do all this work, you may do all these steps, and you'll feel a lot better. But then something will happen in the future that will remind you of something that you didn't think about before from the past. And all of a sudden, all of the emotions of guilt responsibility and remorse start to creep back in, okay? But remind yourself again of this process. You can repeat it as many times as possible, all right? But once you do get this practiced and you do this regularly, you're going to find that it's going to become easier and easier as time goes on, okay? Now, one last step I want to share with you that I find to be super useful that really helps to let go of survivor's guilt is to allow yourself some space in your brain to try on different thoughts, okay? Different ideas, if you will, okay? Now, doing this takes a lot of practice, and it's not always easy, but when you try on a new thought, you may feel that it doesn't resonate with you at all, and that's totally okay. Just go ahead and let go of that new thought that you tried on. It's like going shopping for clothes, you know, you go and you try on a new dress, and if it doesn't quite fit right, then you put it back on the rack, right? You don't purchase that dress. 
So you'll try on something different until it feels right, okay? You can do the same thing with the thoughts that you're thinking and the ideas that you're thinking about, okay? Just try them on, see how they feel, okay? Um, I wanted to give you like some suggestions of some thoughts that I think are great ones to try on. Now, these ones might not resonate with you and that's okay. But offering your brain some new ideas and thoughts to think it can be very, very useful. So I highly recommend you try some, if not these, some of your own. Okay. So the first thought that I feel like would be useful for you to try on, which really resonated well with me, is I tried everything I could with what I knew at the time. Okay. The second thought it was always meant to happen this way. The third thought, experiencing this loss has only strengthened my love for you. The fourth thought, doing more or differently wouldn't have changed the outcome. And finally, the fifth thought, your death was has taught me to be more aware and I'm thankful for the lesson. These five thoughts have been extremely powerful in helping me to let go and release survivor's guilt and any responsibility that I had felt about my sister's death. And I really hope that you will try these thoughts on for yourselves and just give your brain a minute to process it and decide if it resonates well for you. And I guarantee that if you do try these on and it resonates well with you, that you'll feel a lot better about your loved one's death and you will be able to release that guilt that you've been carrying because that's a burden that you should not be carrying. That's not a burden for anyone to carry. Wouldn't you agree? You wouldn't want someone else you love to carry on that responsibility. Why is it that we take it upon ourselves to take that responsibility? Okay. We wouldn't wish that on another loved one. We wouldn't want them to take that responsibility upon themselves. So why is it okay to allow ourselves to take on that responsibility? So I would encourage you to love yourself enough to offer yourself different thoughts, different ideas to help you to release and let go of survivor's guilt. And that's all I have for you today, my friends. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox.